Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I'm sipping wine in a robe. I look too good to be alone. My house clean, my pool warm, just shake smooth like a newborn. We should be dancing, romancing in the key swing and the west wing of this mansion. What's happening? I am playing no games. Every word that I say is coming straight from the heart. So. So this is going to, we're going to try to condense. This is a lot of subjects. This is what happens when we take a week off. All the shit happens. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on right now. I'm looking for the Oscar nominations on, uh, oh, I got to fix my dinging. Uh, oh, I got to fix my dinging. Good call. Um, 7 p.m. tonight. It should be off. I don't understand. Yeah, we'll see. I just heard a ding. Maybe that was your ding. Maybe. Because mine was off. No, uh, I got no, I got no, I got nothing. Um, all right, a lot of things went down. Uh, yesterday, Grammys. Today was the Oscar nominations. Um, we had, uh, we saw a few movies that we're going to talk about. Um, We've got one. We'll talk about a couple of TV shows. Um, so, what do you what do you want to start? Do you have any notes? All right. So, I guess the only notes I would have, and I guess this could lead us into what we are movies or whatever. Um, I I guess you didn't see the fucking Punky Brewster movie, Kid Ninety. No, I did not. Oh, good. I was just looking at what the title was. I want to see it. I really wanted to talk about that on this. I, you know, I saw a thing that she like lost her virginity to Charlie Sheen, but that's the only thing I know about it. Yes. Uh, Consensually. Well, huh? Consensually. Yes. That. Yes. Uh, look. 18. It was, it was, um, it started off so interesting. Like, have you seen the trailer for it yet? Yeah. Okay, so it's nothing like the trailer. The trailer is like the first 10 minutes of the movie, and you're like, dude, this is going to be great. And it's like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Uh, everything in between is just basically about her. It's not about all those people. And I was kind of bummed by that, just so you know, just so you know, get it going in, that you're just going to be following. Because she's. it's just like if if anybody kind of just documented their life, she just happens to document it while she knows a lot of famous people, you know? I feel There's, like they should have released this, like, because I think the Punky Brewster movie show came out already, right? I think yeah. It, I think it premiered. Like, they should have put this out before it premiered. Well, I, I don't know. There was a lot of editing, I guess, and stuff involved. Um, 
But, um, you know, I'm not like mad at the hour and change that it took to watch it. I just was really disappointed it wasn't what it was in the trailer. So, okay. Uh, that was going to say, I saw that. I also saw that Shannon Hoon, the Blind Melon documentary, which is tough to watch because it's all just him with a camcorder throughout his career. So it's edited together, I guess, the best they could, but it's it's a mess. Um, but, I mean, it's – but at the same time, you're watching this guy kind of his whole life blow up for being famous and then blowing up, like, literally. Um, so I watched those two things. I also started the show Generation. Yeah, I know a couple of people that worked on that, but I okay. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I am a hundred million percent sure that I'm not the audience for this, but I, I was just curious, you know, I didn't think I was going to be the audience for euphoria and I thought euphoria was great. This is not euphoria. Um, it takes some liberties to be like sort of it, but, uh, I'll curious. I don't know how, how long I'm going to stick with it. I did one episode. We'll see. So, uh, and then um, we wrapped up uh, Woody Allen last night. Did you watch the last episode? The last two. Oh. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you and I are going to have some discussions about this in the future then. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on – I'm a little backed up on some, some things. I am so curious because I actually said last night, uh, I was like, you know, I really appreciate that I have a friend who read the book and – is, you know, I'm not saying you're a defender of him, but you're a lot more willing to look at, you're, you're giving him a lot more room for, for being right. than I think most people who would be watching this have, I mean, we've discussed this. Um, I mean, it's more, it, he's telling his side of the story. This is a very one-sided story. So we don't really know what the real story is, but he's in the book. He's telling his side. Right. So, documentaries telling her side but they use this book to quote anyway uh i that's one way to look at it the other is that he's a horrible human being and yeah um uh that is that i'm 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 leaning towards the latter um (laughs) it was great i was reading kara swisher on she's a i don't know if you know she is she's like a tech um anyway she's like a uh a she smart smart woman and she was um talking about how he has a tell when he lies and it's pretty interesting like this they don't talk about this in the movie this is something she said post show where he he does this like um like awkward sort of cough when he like is lying and he does it is acting all the time too like if you notice it, and I, I haven't like, you know, followed up, but I thought that was interesting because I noticed what she's talking about after she said it. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so that's all that that's that's what's going on in my world. What about yours? I have no notes. <laughs> so great. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. So then let's jump into. Uh, all right, let's try to go through the last week and a half or two weeks is how they happened. Week and a half. Okay. Um, let's start off with the uh, uh, Coming to America came out. 
We were both very, very excited. Um, we've seen each other since then. Yeah. So it's not, we're not going to get, we're not going to be able to entertain you with our usual lack of preparation, yeah. uh, you know, surprise. Yeah, surprise. I think we both kind of, uh, um, sorry, I just got to work things. Um, so coming to America, I kind of wish that it wasn't a remake because that's what it felt like, that they were just remaking the first one with his son who wasn't even a good actor and had the same story points in every single one. Um, but uh, they, hold on, I got I to gotta pause this. Sorry. Sorry, I can't rewind this or I would. So I'm just going to restart by saying I wish it wasn't a uh, uh, a remake uh, and the focus was more on Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy uh, is the reason we watch these movies. We want him to be funny. I mean, I can't say it was totally terrible, but um, I just, I mean, it had some funny characters in it like you know, Tracy Morgan, and I thought Leslie Jones was pretty funny. Um, I just like, yeah, I wish it was more uh, about Eddie Murphy going back to America for something. Like, and maybe like the times after 30 years, like it's changed. Uh, and he has to like, be like he doesn't understand. Like, I didn't really, it wasn't good. Let's just get it back. Let's just get it straight. It wasn't, I was excited for it. This is a terrible review because I'm really fucking distracted right now. Um, but uh, I was really looking forward to this. I'm really upset. It should have been better. What do you like? All right. I just turned off my phone. So it, it was bad. It was really bad. And that's, that's where I come out. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think very much was funny. I remember audibly gasping, uh, or audibly yelling to the world, thank God, when Tracy Morgan showed up in Africa because it was going so horribly wrong before that. Um, you know, I rewatched Coming to America. Um, I think we maybe even talked about this last one before I watched this. And it was funny to see how the timing of comedies back then were so slow. You know, all the development was slow, but that was just what we were used to. You know what I mean? And so, like, when you look back on Come to America, you remember all these funny jokes, but there it took a long time to get into some of them. Um, <clears throat> when it does it now, it fails like it did in this. And uh, you're right. It was way too much emphasis on the son who no one cares about. Uh, it wasn't terribly good. Um, look, I you know, when he originally wrote this, he wanted the son to be Tracy Morgan, right, which would have been awesome. But he's like, oh, at the age... Yeah, yeah, he wrote it. He wrote it for Tracy Morgan to be the son, but he, you know, everybody was like, "You can't, Tracy Morgan can't play your son." <laughs> and he's like, "I guess, you know." Um, and so they figured out this different way, but that would have been funny. This, this was, this is just stupid. This is such a waste of time. Like, there was a couple things like bringing the twins back, um, bringing a bunch of the characters back. That was great. I don't even want to say great. That was fine. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was just dumb. 
It was. I'm sorry. It was just so dumb. I'm so mad at it. Yeah, I was really mad at it too. Um, cause I was so looking forward to it and I was like pissed that I couldn't see it on the first day it came out. Uh, like I was really anticipating this movie for a long time and, uh, it kind of disappointed. I mean, it had the spectacle part of it, um, and it had some funny scenes, but there's just like so many ridiculous scenes, like the whole thing where he's training and he has to get the whisker from the lion. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, right. the whole thing, like, the story should have, you know, they started off this interesting story about how, like, his heir should have been the daughter. And, uh, you know, the mom was saying that, like, you need to change things. Like, the exact same thing that, like, I guess in the first one, the wife told the father, which ended up changing his mind about him marrying the girl at the end. And it had all that stuff. It was the same shit, but it was, I, I felt like they missed so many elements that could have made this movie better and they just didn't. Right. Uh, I also, I, you know, something I forgot to discuss the, the one shining light in this, and this is the second movie in a row with Eddie Murphy. It was, was Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is fucking awesome. No. Yeah. He was really good. I'm I'm excited to, uh, see what he does next. Um, because, like, he, you know, he's been making all these shitty movies because, you know, he's had, like, some financial issues. So he's, like, <laughs> just making all this crap. And no one takes him serious. And now, like, maybe this will, like, put him in things. Um, but we won't, I mean, you know, it was just his entrances were funny. His his take yeah. on this was funny. Uh, it says nothing about the fact that... Um, Eddie Murphy's daughter bests him and his entire army, uh, and they decide to not go through with their overthrowing of the government that they were going to do just 30 seconds earlier because two kids beat them. Yeah. Um, but we'll move past that. Yeah, and they have uh, guns. Yeah, they have Right, exactly. So uh, that was coming to America. Not good. Um Sorry, I'm going to be undistracted for the rest of the time. It's okay. Listen. That was bad. You're good. You're okay. People are fucking up, and I don't like it. Well, I mean, look, when when you're the head guy in charge, that's got to happen, and you got to kick ass and take names, buddy. Look, maybe our audience likes to hear you, um, you know, take this all to heart. Dude, all I want to do is fucking like uh, talk about dumb shit, but I'm dealing with dumb shit. <laughs> um, speaking other, of dumb other, shit, now other kind of dumb shit. Uh, um, all right. So the other thing that uh, we were going to talk about, and this we could do really quickly, was Wandavision. Wandavision wrapped up. Um, and you and I have been flirting with talking about it. We've never really talk too much it's for those that don't know it's the uh marvel tv show on disney plus and um i you know i i asked you about it several times on this podcast and you were like i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going do you still not know what's going on or do you feel good now because it right now that it's wrapped up i mean they kind of like told you who the villain was sort of even though it was her there was a secondary villain uh, played by uh, Catherine Hahn, 
who had her other ulterior motives, which we didn't know until the last couple episodes, which is interesting. But then it became the final episode. It's just all CGI. And then you, I hate when you have like FBI agents or someone who like totally are one, like if you're head of an FBI team, like an elite team, like you are supposed to have like more than one train of thought. Like yeah. You, yeah. You did we talk about this? No, you have to be or, or did, okay. different angles. But this, I hate in all these shows, like I was just watching, I started watching Clarice. I've only seen the first two episodes. It's not very good. But there's like a guy in there who was, it's kind of like this guy in this show who like is totally focused on Clarice being terrible at her job and like doesn't want her around and doesn't want her to bring. And of course she goes to places and, you know, adds the necessary, you know, element to the, you know, to solve the case or whatever. So this show, these guys like, oh, Wanda, we have to take her down. We got to blow her up. We got to bomb her. And then they get in and they see this other fucking thing flying around shooting her. And they're just still like trying to shoot Wanda. Like, how about you figure out what's going on? You're seeing this random flying person who's firing whatever lasers or whatever the hell she was firing. She probably has something to do with it. You might want to find out what's going on. But nope, they were still yeah. focused on trying to kill Wanda. They didn't care about what was really going on. And the whole point yeah, I'm with of you. the whole season was them trying to figure out why this was happening. I don't I don't like when you make a bad guy so evil, like that he's just a bad guy. So like their head of the FBI guy is just we just have to kill everybody. And yeah. they're like, no, there's probably other way, other ways to do this. You can't be this bad at your job. Um yeah. And it's like, look, I don't think this is our favorite Oscar season, but this is a problem I think a lot of the movies had, um, specifically like Judas and the Black Messiah. I was watching U.S. versus Billie Holiday, where once again, all these guys are just so focused on, like, I understand that there's a lot of racism, but a lot of it was, you know, with, with these movies, a lot of it was and that not WandaVision because this isn't a racism. Th- although I'm sure it's an allegory for it all, right? Like, um, but I understand that there was like racism. I don't think there was giant board meetings with like eight men, eight to 15 men shot like from a, a low angle saying like, let's get that bitch, you know, like, <laughs> You know, I just, I think you can be a little more subtle. I don't think it has to be like that there's giant workforces. And this is a problem TV and movies are making. I don't think you need to put an entire bureau uh, into hating one one specific person in order for you to get that they're not the good guys. You know what I mean? There can be nuance in there. Yeah, but and also the whole thing, they were focusing, as I said before, they're focusing on Wanda and Vision. And then they come into the thing and they see that there's another crazy flying lady. Yeah, person with powers. You might want to find out what she's doing there. Because this is the first time you're seeing her. But nope, they don't care. We got to kill the pig. (laughs) So, uh, but I'll tell you this. I don't even know, like, what the point is and, like, where this is going next. Other than the fact that they kind of, I guess this is a spoiler, like now Vision is like, has transferred his like 
mind and uh, his essence into like some other, some real being. So now he's like alive again or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought the ending of this was really sweet. I really liked it. I thought it was uh, a little emotional. I thought it was good. I really liked it. I really, I, I came full circle in the show. I actually really wound up enjoying it. Uh, I thought it was a, a solid nine episodes. Yeah. You know, all right. Uh, all right, so moving forward throughout the week, after that, we had our NBA All-Star I got to say, thing, like, what did Kat Dennings have to do with the final? Oh, didn't she, like, ram into the guy or something? Yeah, yeah, she was in the old van. Yeah, well, her whole thing is, yeah, she's the conscience, right? But, I mean, I thought, okay, whatever. It was a waste of a character. Um. Speaking of a waste of characters, NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, we don't have to spend much time on this. You know, we usually devote a whole episode to this because we're mid-40s men who love basketball, and that's who this is for. Um, it is not, but, like, you know, we so we got together, we did the skills challenge. That was, you know, on par with the skills challenge. Three-point contest was really dramatic. It was great. Uh, dunk contest in the game just... Dunk contest was the worst dunk contest that's ever been. And that's been uttered a lot. They just said, they said to two of the guys, they never, like one guy they said never has dunked in a real game before. Right. Like, why is he in the fucking dunk contest? Yeah, it was like, when I was, listening to, I was listening to Bill Simmons afterwards, and he's like, like, my job is to know everybody, like, in the, like, I know every player. Like, I, I follow this. I, I scout them from college. And he's like, I thought they just threw somebody out there, like, to try to throw people off that isn't even really on a team. Because I'd never heard of that guy. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah. I don't want to pick on him. Like, good for him that he found something, you know, to make him, you know. But, yeah, pretty pretty dumb. Yeah, and then the game was kind of like a blowout. Uh, yeah. Well, nobody wanted to play. I mean, you, you could see it. It was kind of funny, right? Nobody wanted to play. Like, LeBron sat himself. and um, Yeah, they jammed yeah. everything into one day, basically. Yeah, it was kind of silly. But they got it. They pulled it off, which I was kind of surprised. I didn't think that they'd get there. So uh, that was NBA All-Star Saturday. Um, and now the last three, our main three topics, I think we've done a pretty good job getting through the the – rough stuff to get here. Um, so we're talking basketball. Let's stay with the, with the NCAA tournament. Cause I think this is, uh, I can't really, we could talk about the tournament, but I haven't gone through, like, I can't give you my, we're going to have to like basically just post the final four. Uh, Here's the thing. Like, how much college basketball have you watched this year? Not a lot. I mean, I would say I've watched some, I'll have it on in the background. Like every now and then I'll watch a Monday night fucking big 10 matchup or some shit. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I haven't watched a lot. Yeah. Me neither. But I'm, I, uh, I'm glad after not having it last year, like that it's back on and we get to like, even though I'm going to be at work, watch games and like do the brackets. And it's like, it feels like we missed a lot last year. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. When I, you had said to me, like, when we got that one pool sent to us, you're like, dude, I totally missed this. I forgot about this. And I was like, 
ever since you sent that, I've been like, yeah, that, like I'm fucking psyched for this. Um, I haven't watched a lot outside of North Carolina. I don't, I mean, I couldn't tell you a full game I watched this year. So, you know, we can go through our final four, but I mean, it's basically like throwing darts at this point. Yeah. Um, we should list it anyway, just for shits and giggles. Uh, yeah. Just so people, we have it on record, as you like to say. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but look, you know, in, I mean, if there's ever we, a year. I guess we can talk about it next week because it doesn't really matter. Well, it starts on Friday this year instead of Thursday. Right. They have like, what, two playing, three playing, four playing games. Right. Um, they're doing everything in a bubble. So they have to they have to do one right after the other. The playing game is actually pretty good. There's like a Michigan like, State UCLA game. Yeah, they have teams that are like on the ready for like if a team gets COVID, they get to come in like Duke. Right, right. It's kind of exciting. Like, and then you think about it's next year. It's like the security breach. Right. <laughs> it's a challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Next year, I mean, the thing that's exciting is you're watching all these teams, you know, they've granted all these players the ability to come back for next year. So it's going to be kind of fun to watch because you're going to see these guys and a lot of them, you know, you're going to see next year as well. You know, you're going to be like, you know, if you're from a mid-major and you're good and you're like, fuck it, I want to play, you know, I'm going to take one more year of this. I'm not going to get drafted. Um, So... Um, I, you know, I was going through, I was telling you like different, different ways to figure out how to pick your bracket. And I was reading the New York times and they had a, um, a suggestion that if you go, if you go back to the preseason poll of, of the year, um, and you pick those teams, like that's your best chance of winning. Like, you know. Like not where teams wound up, but it's where they teams that they thought were going to be good from the beginning. Those teams tend to wind up being good. The teams like lost their best players or something, like Villanova and like right. Um, who was the other team that guy blew out his fucking knee? Um, can't remember. Um, I don't know. I'll remember it. But yeah, well, so- I won't. And I'll probably pick them, and that's going to be a part of the problem. Two of the teams, I was watching the uh, selection show and they were talking about how they have to like, I forgot the other team, but they have to like go into the tournament without their best players. And that's never a good, that's a, that's a good upset special. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's happening is right. is this COVID thing. So if anybody gets it, you know, and they're out like, um, you know, Duke, Duke got it this, uh, this week. You better, you know, you think about it. Like your team gets COVID, you get um, kicked out of the ACC tournament, and basically, so you're not going to make the tour- so you're not going to make the NCAA tournament, and then you got to sit around and quarantine together for a week because, like, you, you can't be around other people. Can you imagine being the guy that blew it, and you got to sit there with everybody for a full week? You better be on the. You better be good. You better be like a good player well, on the team, and not like the manager. The thing about March Madness, though, is that everyone's in the bubble now, so they shouldn't have any COVID problems. True. True. Uh, it's exciting. They're not allowed to see anybody else. Right. So, 
Um, all right. So that's uh, – we'll give you right. our – when we have them. Um, all right. So then let's get into last night was the Grammys. Uh, again, this is a lot – into one show we're doing we're doing all right here like this should be two shows at least all i have to say about the grammys this year i meant show i meant our podcast not is that you're gonna hear me say that was really good a lot because i love this this was like i love the jules holland fucking whoever came up with that idea was the best and they should do it all the time you're so right, dude. And I love that you called it the Jules Holland thing because I was trying to explain it last night. I was like, this is like what Austin City Limits is like. This is what Jules Holland is like. Dude, it was so good. This whole, yeah, the whole thing was good. I I, like I put it on. You know, I, the only issue I had was Noah Cyrus. But, yeah, well, I was going to bring her up. Um, I... With that she's up for new artists and she's been out for like four or five years. She thought on what she was wearing and stuff. Like she, oh yeah, she looked like she was run over by a friggin' uh, like a one of those steamrollers and like everything got flattened out except for her head. It was like really weird. So uh, I put this on like two hours after it aired because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna fast forward through everything. So what do I care? <laughs> and then I was like, I had to pause if I had to do anything because it was like this is so good. I love the whole thing. Whoever came up, whoever did this show was like, did a great job. I, I mean, I think if you, you know, we've done, we've watched all the award shows, like we've done reviews of them. I think if you, if you, if you looked close enough, you could see this coming though, right? Like, remember the MTV awards were really good and they didn't even have near like what this, what the, like, yeah, what this had at its disposal. Um, you know, it, when you think back on when what these award shows used to be about, what they used to be like, it was always like a small room of like the elite, you know, people in their business sitting there. Um, and then they've turned it into this big show of, you know, pomp and circumstance and like in a big theater with a bunch of people stuffy sitting there and letting the artists decide like their visual platform they wanted to use while 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 performing and on a smaller smaller yeah right was so it was such a breath of fresh air it was awesome because a lot of the times you're like just looking at the performance pieces like the stage pieces while shit's going on like this one was very they did some of it like uh they did have some things but most of the people were just like, especially the opening, was just people them singing like in a circle and all cheering each other on. Dude, that was awesome. I loved it. Harry Styles, Billy Irish, Haim. Like it was just, it was great. All right. So. You want to yeah, go for it? The whole thing? Yeah, I, I, I just made little notes. I didn't, I didn't go. Because again, I wasn't expecting much. So I didn't, I just had my, I had I to know, stop. My notes just keep saying, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Uh, so what did you think of Trevor Noah as the host? I thought he was good. Um, no, I, yeah, I thought it was good. He was, I, really, I thought he was all right. One of my favorite part of it was, is that there was a point and I don't remember like the definitions, but there was a point at the, 
towards the end where Trevor Noah actually like told you what the difference between record of the year is, yes. some of yeah. the years, song yeah. of the year. He yeah. actually like broke it down to tell. Like I'm always we're, every year we're like we don't know why what the difference yeah. is. One is the <laughs> way it was written, and one was the way it was like recorded. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, it's like he broke it down like the specifics, which I uh, appreciated. All right, so let's start the opening. Uh, they open up. He comes into that. Uh, it's a cool set, like where he starts from the outside area, and then he's like, "Let's just go walk into this room." And he takes like the camera to the room, and it's like black puma, like you said, high black pumas, Harry Styles, um, Billy Irish, and him. Billy Eilish, yeah. So they go to they start off with with um, Haim gets center, which was yeah, but they didn't get a stage. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares, dude? That was, I mean, to me, that was the best of that group in that circle. Because when, when, uh, what's her name? I know, I actually know the name of the, uh, I think it's Danielle is the singer, drummer. When she gets up in the middle of the song, picks up a guitar and starts fucking ripping. And then the other sister comes around and starts playing the drums. And then they flip it back around. It was like, dude. And then the sit and the sisters keep walking by. It was just, uh, Again, it was so simple, but the visual on that was so good. And then I I am not a I don't have any problem with Harry Styles, but I fucking hate that song. Yeah. I just think it's really dumb. Uh I was kind of bummed or not bummed, but I it's like that's stupid that that song won like best yeah. pop. Uh it's my only other problem is I did not like the categories with which they decided to air. Like they only did pop, uh, a couple of hip hop, and a couple of country. They didn't do rock, because Strokes won Best Rock Album, which I was very excited about because that album is fantastic. Um, they they did they have this award for melodic re- melodic hip hop song, <laughs> which is really weird. Um, I don't know. I just would have liked to see a little more variety, but what, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm again, you know, once again, I'm probably not the audience for this either. So. Um, uh, yeah, so then you go around the room. The Black Pumas are cool. Billy Eilish is good. Uh, then they have like Lizzo come out to give an award, and I, I don't know what was wrong with her. Do you remember? Yeah, I think she like swore or something. She said, she, yeah, she like yeah. She, and then she just started laughing because she and so she gave out like best new artist and um, Megan The Stallion. Yeah, so look, I got a problem with that. I, I want to say this. I am. Um, I'm late to the party on it, but that Phoebe Bridgers album is the fucking best. Yeah, it's like really- I've been playing that nonstop lately, and uh, it's you know it was like that sucks. <clears throat> um, got a, a, a Noah Cyrus. Uh, she just looked really comfortable sitting in those small uh, bistro table with the fucking thing that she had on. It looks so stupid. Well. Why is she up for best new artist when like she was like on our first like we did this we started this podcast like four years ago and she was like in the first award show we covered we're like, like who's what? this and we we're like she's terrible she's performing this is awful yeah um, uh, when Megan the Stallion wins though it's pretty great because like they're outside and some like loud fucking like muscle car goes drive by yeah. it's like she's like yeah. Uh, 
And then they and then they did when they introduced all these artists as they like went around, they um had little films about them. Short film, yeah, I love that. And those were awesome. The Black Puma one was especially like great. Dude, the Black Pumas one was so good. The yeah. guy used to busk at the yeah. down Santa Monica. It's like you want to see shit like that. Four years ago, right? he was busking in Santa Monica. Now he's winning a Grammy. Like, that's the kind of shit you want to see, right? That's crazy. Uh, then we get some du- a dual leap. I mean, you can cut in whenever right. you want, but we got uh, some- No, we do not get a dual leap. We get a baby performance, which was the best one of the night. Oh. With the grandmas. Dude, that was the best. <laughs> Dude, watching those, like, old ladies, like, dance. Yeah. Like, the best. They were doing hip-hop dancing and singing. I'm sorry, that guy won the award show because he did the Dua Lipa He did the Dua Lipa thing right after it. He, he definitely didn't win the award show, but made it performance-wise. No, no, no. He didn't. He didn't even come close. There's one. There's one person who won this award show. <coughs> there's one performance that defined this award show. The Dua Lipa one was really good too. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't mean her. I'm, I'm talking about. Well, we'll get really? to it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, her and Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion owned this award show. Cardi B is the all-time best, like <laughs> all-time best person ever. She's got this show on that I've been hearing about called Cardi B Does Things, and I want to like watch that. It's on like Facebook or something, some crazy thing you can't get. All right, it's called like Cardi B Tries Things. And, okay, like, has her like jumping out of planes and shit. All right, well let's we'll, we'll keep. Um... I love so, the baby performance. I thought it was fucking yeah. awesome. Like, I'm not, uh, right. As soon as it got into it, you're like, what is, why does he have all these old people like in the back? It doesn't make any sense. And then you just watch them just dancing and singing. And you're just like, and then he goes up to them and just, uh, I just thought it was awesome. And then we had Dua Lipa do her performance, which was awesome. Yeah. She, she could pretty much do whatever she wants. It's going to be awesome because she's, I, I was getting dirty looks with how hard I was staring at that television. Um, Very sexy performance. Let's just say that. And then a- Anderson Pock and uh, Bruno Mars do this thing called Silk Sonic. Well, yes, they're, I've known about this for a while that they teamed up. And the first song came out, which they played, came out like last week or something. Mm-hmm. But they have a whole album coming out that's going to be really good. This but like... The the costume and the way they did the whole performance was fucking cool. And again, that's what happens when you don't. They're have making to go like sixties, like kind of like funky soul like record, which is going to be awesome. Like when we were going through the things that we were going to talk about this week in a million years, I never. Huh. I'm in on Silk Sonic. I never thought we'd be talking this much about the Grammy, right? Like you, this is it was pretty like way to go. Uh, then do you have anything coming before the Taylor Swift set? Well, yeah. So they now they do this thing where they're like saying, "Oh, let's go check out these small concert halls that." Uh, oh right, okay. Are in jeopardy, and like we're gonna let them make the uh, announcement. And I really liked that type, like. All oh yeah, by far, dude. That was the second the, best thing of the night. The Troubadour one was really good. Okay. The Troubadour one was really good, but the fucking Apollo one was yeah. the best. The Apollo one was the best. Where the guy was basically like, 
James Brown like made me bring my report card in so that I could keep working here. Yeah. Like, dude, just great. You know what I mean? Like, again, more shit you just want to see. That's like, like, like really well done. Um, so then we got the best country music award. Well, wait, we did, we, we're not. Okay. Taylor Swift came after country music. Oh, okay. Then we get to Taylor Swift. And she was. Um, On a house. Yeah, that was a really. I mean, that set was was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, like what a great like set. She's. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously we know this, but she's a pretty talented person. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, I was listening to this old podcast. It's called Music Exists, and I I, I really like it. And it, it's uh, the episode I was listening to is about a year old, and they were talking about music that belongs together, like. Um, like, can can you force music to mean something that it doesn't mean? And they they wound up going into this whole thing about, like, the Judgment Night soundtrack. Like, they, it wasn't their intention, but that's where what they spent most of their time. They're like, you know why that album doesn't work? Because you can tell that, like, Helmet and House of Pain had never been in a room together. Like, they were like, let's just put this band with this band and, and see if it works. Um and they posed the question, like, you know, because they're talking about how Taylor Swift was a country artist and then she became a pop artist, and that all seemed kind of natural. But if she were to put out a country album, like, how would it be perceived? And the answer the other guy had was, it depends on when she puts it out. If she puts it out when she's, like, super famous, then it'll be seen as her conquering, like, everything. And like, But if she puts it out after, like, a failed album it'll be seen as like her having to go back to that because it, you know, her pop stardom's over anyway. It was just an interesting thing, but she, yeah, she's a pretty talented gal. So then Harry Styles wins best pop performance. And then they get into the in memoriam tribute, which was awesome. Awesome. So we start off with Bruno Mars and Anderson Peck doing little Richard, which was fucking great. That was fucking great. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they showed Eddie, they went through a couple people. They showed Eddie Van Halen's guitar and they showed. Perfect. Him. Dude, that was just so perfect. Rather than even having anybody else up there to just show his guitar and have that, have eruption playing in the background. That was just perfect. Perfect. And then Lionel goes through more people. Then Lionel Richie does a Kenny Rogers tribute. And Sounded could, a little rough. It was rough, but you could tell that he was like really upset about missing his friend. I don't know. He was more emotional than any of these people. Um, and then Brittany Howard and Chris. Tough to say he's more emotional than her because I don't think that that woman holds back any emotion. Dude, I love her. She's the best. She is awesome. Alabama Shakes, lead singer. She's doing her. She just did a solo album, which I don't think is great, but she's got such a good voice. There's a really good, there is actually, there's one really good song on there. I just, anyway. Um, yes. And Chris Martin playing it, uh, piano was it was awesome. Yeah, she's was awesome. She's got an amazing voice, that one. So then they finished that up. Uh, was there anyone else that did a tribute? Yeah, they had um, someone sang a, the John uh, John Prine song. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Miranda Lambert. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Some, some country singer, yeah. Um, all right, so then we... 
her wins song of the year. Right. Uh, and then we get our Megan the Stallion and Cardi B performance. Um, oh, wait, wait, hold on. What do I got? Oh, you're missing. So the country shit, this girl, uh, what's her name? Guyton. Uh, she's the black Just so you know, fast forwarded through the country music stuff. Oh, well, she's a, she's the only black female country artist to like, she's basically the only, like, you know, there's, there's. Um, but it's funny because her music, her song is like, basically like, um, it's, it's basically like if you, if you're not black, you don't understand, you know, like it's sad to be black. You know what I mean? Like, it's like taking country music and putting it into her life experience, you know? Um, but it doesn't sound very country. I'm just going to say it's, you know, uh, anyway, but, uh. That's okay. She was. She was still. She was still really good. Even the country was good. And I, you know. Uh, um, then they show the awards we that we missed that I say we didn't miss. The only thing I had off of that was that I think it's odd that Bad Bunny, who won, wears a bunny ear hat. Okay. So then, song, her wins best song. Um, yeah, and then we get uh, Megan The Stallion and Cardi B. Wait, was there any chance that a that her putting out a song saying about I can't breathe was not going to win some form of award. No, it was definitely going to win something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So like, Megan, the stallion, she does her, um, her savage. Yeah. And these girls come out and it's like this diamonds are a girl's best friend sort of performance, but like, like raw hip hop shit. Like they're throwing money up. And then these girls fucking get on the steps in their fucking thong booty shorts and start tap dancing. It yeah. was fucking awesome. That was really good. Uh, and then Megan Thee Stallion's doing like all sorts of twerking things. And uh, it was very risque for the uh, Grammys. It was. And then it. Then it decided to just take it another step further. Then you have the best woman of all time, Cardi B. <laughs> and she does a whole stripper pole dancing, all sorts of crazy get up dancing. She ends it. She ends up, ends it by like being on a giant silk sheeted bed. Um, yeah. Look, uh, if you got a problem with that performance, like I can't argue with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I. It's really hard to put WAP on TV. I mean, I was very excited for how they were going to do this because I was like, this is them just saying, fuck it, let's go for it. And they did. And I'm actually surprised there wasn't more backlash today about it because, I mean, I guess because conservatives are so upset about all the other shit that they're upset about. They didn't have, like, the bandwidth to be upset about this as well. Um but like, look, I, I guess if if you have kids and stuff, and you're like, hey, I don't know if I'm psyched about that, I can't I can't argue with you. But uh, I liked it. <laughs> I loved it. I was um, then Megan, then Trevor, Megan's best rap song. Well, wait, but then Trevor, then Trevor Noah ruins it because he gets on the bed and is like, hey. I've always wanted to be on a bed with you. You know, it was like this joke from like this, like early from like the early seventies that you wouldn't get away. You know, um, 
Also, there's a cutaway in the middle of that performance to fucking Post Malone, like, drinking. I'm like, what's that about? <laughs> I got a problem with it. But, like, it's just an interesting cutaway. Um, that was also something that was kind of cool, is they did have cutaways to other performers enjoying, you know, like, the way that they do an yeah, award show. But it's not, it's the, real. That's the uh, Jules Holland thing. Right. It's It's not... It's not someone sitting in the audience knowing the camera's on them type of, you know, it's like a little more, look, they're going to ruin this next year. They're never going to wind up pulling this off this way again. They do this every year. Um, but yeah, so uh, what was your next, the next thing? Megan Thee Stallion wins best rap song. Okay. And then uh, Post Malone performance. Uh, it wasn't my, it wasn't my favorite Post Malone, but it was still good. Yeah, he was really good. Um, uh, then the uh, wait, but wait, the um, they they start giving away awards to Beyonce at this point, and they start making a little bit too big of a deal about it. I just want to say, like, they keep being like Beyonce. Wait, everybody, <laughs> she just, you know. she just tied for the most Grammys of any male or female artist, and like. And then later on, she wins and wins. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, let's be honest. Like, they keep they, they keep making it a big deal. And so it seems less and less like, you know, it seems like they're pandering towards something a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah. So she, uh, yeah, so she, but you start looking at that room, right? You start thinking about how much money is in that room when there's, like, six tables and they have Jay-Z Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cash hanging around there because that's the thing with this award show that that you know that MTV lacks with theirs is you if you're gonna pull this off, you got to have the star power has to be there, like the people have to show up. So when you're sitting in a room and you've got six tables and you've got like you know it's all the people nominated: Post Malone, it's Taylor Swift, it's Megan The Stallion, it's Billie Eilish. It's Jay Z, Beyonce, you know, it's fucking Dua Leap. Like that's a, it's a pretty, you know, yeah, it's a pretty heavy room. So, um, you want to be in that room? Like that just that adds more like, gravity, more weight to it. So, yeah. all right, continue. Um, then we get best pop vocal is Dua Lipa. She wins. Um, and then we get a performance from Little Baby. Not my favorite of the night. But he was okay. But it was it was quite a performance. There's like a kid gets shot by cops, yeah. and then I was yeah. like another another award like another they award did. show thing where there's cop cars and yeah, it's the baby did it on the other one. Yeah, so that wasn't the baby. This was little baby. It was little baby. But he had it was the baby in little baby's song. I think probably I don't know. They have some babies. There's a lot of babies. Then you. Beyonce wins best R&B song and wins most Grammys ever. She broke the record. Um, and then Doja Cat comes up. What did you think of Doja Cat? Uh, that's not my thing. Me neither. Um, then album of the year, Taylor Swift. She was really surprised. <laughs> I'm not saying I have a problem with it. It's just like there's so much exciting stuff. Like if you weren't like – if you weren't blowing shit away, you weren't getting, you know, you're just not going to get much 
airplay on this. There's too many good stuff. And then I wrote down who who's the last performance? BTS. Oh, BTS. That's what it was. They were doing from that was awesome. Fucking awesome. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but I loved it. I'm telling you that one guy's a girl. It's not. I was like, I actually wanted to point out, it's definitely not a girl. Like, anyway. Every time I see them, I'm like, that guy's a girl. I'm sorry. Um, but BTS. They were a lot of fun. I want to go to her show. They're, they're going to be stuck playing that song over and over for the rest of their lives. Um, that, Did you watch the um, Blackpink documentary yet? No, no. Dude, you have to watch it just for the the factory. You got to see how they do it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say that the BTS, I mean, they were great. They did the MTV awards before. We thought they were like really good. That was they're they're on a rooftop in Seoul. First of all, they built their they built the stage to look exactly like the Grammy stage, so you thought that they were there. And then they pop out onto the rooftop and they're in Seoul. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Uh I don't know. Pretty good stuff. Pretty fun. They're fun guys. <laughs> I don't think they're fun guys. I got a feeling they're not a good hang. <laughs> they're like under lock and key. Yeah, like I have a feel. Yeah, like there's a gun at the back, like pointed at the back of their lower backs at all time. They just hold out. As soon as they finish, they're like, give us your money. I mean, every, but here's the thing. Every detail with them is so planned out like all their outfits all their like looks all their dance moves everything you have to watch the black pink it's planned out pretty well i'm just gonna say good job bts all right uh, all right so and billy eilish wins record of the year and then says that it should have gone to megan the stallion and how upset she was and sorry and you know, it looks like we're gonna get this every year. Uh, I don't. I I understand it sometimes. If when she was like, "This is this is wrong. I shouldn't have won this." I don't know who she was thinking should have. How does she even know? What? You know what I mean? Like who who knows who should win what? Yeah, well, I was just like, look, it's not like we know what the parameters are. People just win shit. Yeah, but there's sometimes there's like an album that's so good, like you know when Adele won, and she was like, "How Beyonce didn't win for Lemonade," like is bullshit. And you're like, "Okay, Lemonade was like a huge, I'm so, I'm so huge sorry. deal." I went hiking. I told you before the podcast on Sunday, and I, we went, did a really tough hike, and I can't even like move my legs right now. We're still recording. Yeah. Okay. We're, I guess we're done talking about the Grammys then. Sorry, I got up for a second. I just were telling people about my life. I can't walk. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we got, we, got, we got one more thing to get through, so let's... Uh, All right, yeah, I'm tired. So let's go. Um, Oscar nominations came out today. Oscar nominations came out today. All right, so we got Best Picture, The Father, still haven't seen it. Judas and the Black Messiah, glad that got nominated. Mank, Minari... Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. Is there anything that you wish was on that list? No, you're not going to get me to say I wish about anything, really. Uh, I was actually, I'll just say overall, for the awards, I was more pleasantly surprised with what they nominated than not. Um, 
not that like the things that I like got nominated because a lot of my favorites didn't, but considering I'm what that Palm Springs didn't win or get nominated for like a screenplay award or something, it seems like it was. Yeah. Again, I wasn't necessarily talking about that movie. I, I like that movie, but I, I wasn't saying that movie specifically. <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I was kind of psyched to, like, best director. Let's just all admit that we're happy that Aaron Sorkin isn't in for best director because that that the movie's a mess. Um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a fun watch, but it's not like, uh, you know... A, particularly well-directed movie. Um, I'll, uh, I want to see, since we're talking about Best Director, so what got nominated was Thomas Vert- Vintenberg for Another Round, which I really want to see. Uh, David Fincher, Mank, Lee Isaac Chung, um, or Minari. Minari got a lot of love in these awards. Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. She you know what? Chloe Zhao got nominated, got four Oscar nominations. Her personally. That's like insane. She's going to win. She's going to win Best Director. So she got nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Editor. And uh, what's the fourth thing she got nominated for? I'll have to think of it. But oh, Best Writer, Best Screenwriter, um, Best Screenplay. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's good. Um, what did you think about alright keep going through we'll, we'll talk about because there's a couple things right. that best are noting actress why does it go from best picture to best actress in a supporting role um, this is weird um, let me see if I can find best actress uh, best actress in a leading role is Viola Davis Mama Rainey's Black Bottom Audrey Andra Day United States, Billy Holloway, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I really liked uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday. She was really good in that. Yeah, she is really good in that. I just thought the production design was terrible in that. It was so cheesy looking. But anyway, so um, actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, Mal Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yoon, Minari. So, but we already in these movies like Chadwick Boseman will definitely win, right? There's like a zero percent chance of him losing. I just think that movie is like terrible. I, um, I haven't seen it yet. Francis McDormand will should win for. I mean, who knows how that's going to go? I don't exactly, know. I think but... uh, Billy Holiday might win. But we'll see. Okay, uh, I keep going. Um, all right, so now we can do actor and uh, actress in a supporting role. Actress in a supporting role, Maria Baklavova. Which, good, like, good for her, right? Yeah. Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Which? She also got nominated for a Razzie for. Yeah, fourth person to ever have that happen. I want to know the other two, or the other three. Uh, it was in stuff that I know of. Olivia Coleman, the father, Amanda Siegfried Mank, and uh, Yoon Yu Jung uh, Minari. It's the uh, grandmother. Yeah, the grandmother in that. Actor in a supporting role, Sasha Baron Cohen, 
Trial of the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kalua or Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, who plays the teacher, or the guy at the, uh, yeah, thing. and Lakefield Stanfield, Lake, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. So what do you think of that? That was, that was an interesting nomination. That was the surprise uh, nomination. Uh, I like it. I'm glad. I do too, but don't you think he's kind of the main character of that movie? Yeah, he is. You're right, he is. I don't know. They do stupid shit like this all the time because... Well, I think they thought... They think that Chad Bozen's definitely going to win, so I'm sure they, like, put them in that category. Um... I just, the only other nomination I wanted to bring up that I thought was strange was uh, Borat is up for best uh, screenplay. Yeah, adapted screenplay. Adapted for what? Like real life? Yeah, adapted from the first movie? I don't understand. Yeah, I just thought that was a little bizarre. Uh, I'm not against it. I, I, I like the movie. I just don't, I don't know if there was much of a screenplay to let's go out and let's just say like, people. because there's not that many good movies that came out like the same movies are nominated for everything it's true it's a good point and production design um like the father i mean i haven't seen the father but it doesn't seem like it's a big production design show i see i don't know uh, but tenet got nominated yeah for visual effects and for production design. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Is there any anything else you wanted to uh, talk about in terms of like? No, I feel like we've talked enough about these movies. We just did our movie episode last week or last it's a documentary show. feature. How about that? Yeah, it's kind of bummed about this one. Go ahead. So collective, never seen it. Crip Camp was really good. Mole Agent. I feel like I saw that, but I'm not sure. My Octopus Teacher loved it. Time. I haven't seen it. I saw Time. I know what it's about. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. It's it's good. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. I, I you know, there's... To me, it's, that boy state not being there is nuts, but... Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we've gone over it. Original song. Fucking Eurovision. Yeah, it was good. Good for them. <laughs> I, I wish that... Um, Fucking Borat got best best song for um, what's the one he sings up the the, the yeah there uh, Wuhan flu yeah Anthony Fauci what we gotta do inject you with the Wuhan flu nice all right everybody well, get some sleep yeah I'm gonna I've been on Zoom all day so I gotta I gotta shut it off at some point. All right, later.